Hey guys, welcome back to the Sports Time Show. It's been a long time. Um, we've had, of course, we're being busy. We're with school and stuff like that, and I'm in sports, so Sean. But we're just gonna hop right into it. Uh, we had our last show, what, like two, three months ago? It's not, been not even. It's been a while, but the last thing we talked about was our NFL predictions. And I'm pretty sure I said the Lions were making the playoffs. That didn't turn out very well. Um, Matthew Stafford got hurt, but that's not the point. Um, Sean, what's up with you? Well, my Pirates aren't doing too bad. Uh, oh, see college basketball is pretty crazy. Um, it, it's been an exciting time in sports right now. Yeah, if you guys didn't know, me and Sean, basically our favorite thing is college basketball. We have like a lot of fun with it. We run Instagram pages, Big East Region, seeing all prime, but that's something different. Um... But let's just hop into the NFL predictions. I mean, not predictions, but like recap of the playoffs yeah. so far. Um, last night, the Ravens and the Titans played. That game was ridiculous. I mean, the Titans just—they were the better team. Yeah. They just played. They played. They were the better team in that night. I feel like they have a chance to actually make it to the Super Bowl, which is pretty crazy considering they started out the year what two and four. Some, yeah. It wasn't very good, but barely made the playoffs. Ryan Tannehill, my. The former Dolphin it will always have a, a special place in my heart. What yeah, I mean, well, one thing we have to get straight, though, it was not Lamar Jackson. It was a team effort, and I still think he's the MVP. Oh, there's no doubt. There's If anybody says that Lamar Jackson's not an MVP, after number one, I don't think it's a postseason award. If I, Don't get yeah. me wrong, I don't think it's a postseason I, award. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just based off of regular season performance alone. But if you think about it, this is the first game he didn't like have a good game. Like Yeah. Obviously, it didn't come in the best spot possible, yeah. but it's not like the whole team did good and he was the one making mistakes. The yeah, whole Mark, team Mark was being Andrews shut down. The pass. Yeah, I, mean, the, 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 I think there was, what, five, six drop passes? Yeah. I mean, number one, the receivers weren't doing good. The, pl- the playoffs got to them, really. Yeah, I mean, if you saw, uh, most of the time when Lamar Jackson, like during the regular season, the, uh, most of the time when Lamar Jackson was being shut down in like the passing game, they would rely on the run game. Mark Ingram didn't have a very good game. Yeah. Lamar Jackson, when he would try to do like the quarterback draws or like the read options, he would be he would get yeah. shut down. I think that really this game came down to the coaching. The the Titans coach, uh, what's his name? Is it Mike Mike Vrabel, right? Something yeah, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. But he out coached John Harbaugh. I mean, what? Right, John Harbaugh. Yeah, yeah, John Harbaugh. Yeah, John Harbaugh. He literally out coached them. I mean. Well, the game really came down to the Titans' offense and the Ravens' defense. The Titans defense came out on top. I mean, what you really saw, I mean, of Um, course, Derrick Henry had his certain amount of carries. He always has, like, 30-plus a game because that's just who Derrick Henry is. And what I really thought was impressive, the Ravens knew what was coming. The Ravens knew that they were going to feed the ball to Derrick Henry. That's where the coaching comes in. And Mike Vrabel, Mike, sorry if I keep pronouncing it wrong, but Mike Vrabel had a specific scheme where he said, if they're going to keep stopping Derrick Henry, we're going to go to the play action. Derrick, I mean, um, Ryan Tannehill ended up getting three touchdowns out of that. He got two passing and one rushing. And then even Derrick Henry had a passing touchdown. So it's like his scheme was so perfect for the Ravens' style of play. Mm. And I just, I'm, I was really impressed. He came ready. Yes, he came ready. And what I really saw was, it, look, it looked like the Ravens were overwhelmed. Yeah. Like they were, they didn't want it as much as the Titans did. But that was... That was the first game of the night. I'm very proud of the Titans. for. Um, well, that wasn't the first game, but that was like the most important game of the night. And oh, and then we also had the Vikings and the Niners. I was actually hoping that the Vikings would win. I mean, we saw, I kind of saw this coming. I mean, 
I was. I'd have the Vikings in that game. Honestly. I was really impressed with the Vikings beating the Saints in the first game. I thought the Saints were going to the Super Bowl. I thought they were going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I'd have the I'd have the Vikings in that position. So I think they didn't play terrible. Could, could there have been things they could have done better? Probably, but I think the Niners were just a better team. Yeah, I I think the same as I think I think the Niners just had a more well-rounded mm-hmm. team. The defense of the 49ers, of course, played well. Nick Bosa, and I know he's just a rookie, but he's the anchor of this defense. Yeah. You see how much energy and how much like how much he pumps up the defense. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if you saw this, but he was like banged up on a play mm-hmm. and he was down, and then he got up. And I don't think I've ever heard a crowd as loud as that crowd was when he got up. And he fired up the crowd. Like, he, you can just tell the impact that he brings on that defense. And, I mean, the whole defense was amazing. I mean, Jimmy Ward had a, an amazing game. Mm-hmm. Um, Quan Alexander had a good game back from injury. DeForest Buckner's always been very good. But Derrick Henry had, what, nine rushes for, like, 20 yards or something around that. Uh, Dalvin Cook has been one of the best running backs in football. And he, he got locked down. What are you... What do you think about the offense, the Vikings' offense in general? I think they were just shut down, really, by the 49ers' defense. They were overwhelmed. Yeah. They, they, just, they didn't know what to do. Yeah. The poor, could, um, they, did they play terrible? No. Could they have played better? Yes. I think, honestly, the Vikings' defense didn't play that bad. Uh, yeah. They, they really didn't play that bad. It just it was more of like the offense not doing anything, which yeah. led to the lack of defense. Because really, the offense... Because the defense, the, the defense was out yeah. there for longer, and obviously... The offense feeds off the defense, and the thing that I'm really, I really, really like about the 49ers is their run game. Think about it; they have like 20 play, like 15 play drives where they're literally just running the ball down people's throats, and Doesn't that's tiring for a defense yeah. to like to have the ball constantly ran down their throat. Like I think there was a drive that literally had like 12 run plays mm. and like two pass plays. Like that's, I really like that about the 49ers. The, the, an old grind out, wear down your yes. opponent type style play. Kyle Shanahan's been amazing. Kyle Shanahan's coach of the year, definitely. I was looking at a video on NFL Network from September, mm-hmm. and it had the predictions from like what teams are going to make the playoffs. There wasn't a single a- uh, analyst, like out of the six analysts over there, that had the 49ers even close. They had the 49ers finishing last in the division. But for him to like take a very, very young, inexperienced team this far. I like it so far. And then we got two more games today. Um, Packers, Seahawks, and Chiefs. Who you got and why? Um, I think Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are making are winning the Super Bowl. That's just my prediction. I think. I I think, I think I'm going to go with the Chiefs and Seahawks as the Super Bowl. I have Chiefs and 49ers. That's my Super Bowl. Oh, I forgot. About, yeah. It's it's tough. It's very tough because the. Fortnite don't have any experience, like none of their players, except for Richard Sherman, which, by the way, a fantastic interception yesterday. He jumped that route, like, but he has, he's just really good. Um, the Texans and Chiefs, I definitely have the Chiefs coming out of this game. I think that they're the, they're the most talented team in the playoffs, like, remaining. My prediction before this, like, before the playoffs even started was Chiefs-Saints as my Super Bowl. And... Obviously, the Saints aren't in it anymore, but I'm sticking with the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I think the NFC is basically just a toss-up. Yeah. I think just whatever team plays better that day. Um, Out of the Packers, who do you think's winning the Packers-Seahawks? That's a tough game, too. I, I got the Seahawks. It's just like Lambo Lambo is such a hard place to play in. I, I, I think the Seahawks will find a way to grind up the win. I think the Seahawks are the more talented team. Yeah. I think the Packers are going to win, though. 
I think so for at for Aaron at, Jones really came up huge just here in fantasy. Guess yeah, and I told you I told you to trade for him before the season in fantasy. I told Sean to trade for Aaron Jones. He still beat me in the championship. Though. I did. I won the fantasy championship, but that's something different. Um, I just I really like what um the Packers like do at home. Aaron Rodgers is one of the most like notorious like I'm very very good at home type players, and he's also one of the most notorious clutch players. So I feel like no matter what they'll be able to like pull it out. I mean I think it's just going to be based on which team wants it more. Yeah. And I feel like the Packers are going to feed off that energy in Lambeau and it's going to cause them to win. Yeah. So, AFC predictions, I have Chiefs-Titans. I think that the Titans-Cinderella run comes to an end, even though I would love to see them in the Super Bowl, even though I think it would be very boring to yeah. see them in the Super Bowl because of how much they run the ball. But it would be like a cool Cinderella yeah, story. What, what would a Titans-49ers Super Bowl look like? Just pure defense. The score would be like ten. To just three. like last year. The score would be like ten seven. Yeah, but last year was just sloppy. Like yeah. it wasn't even like the de- the defenses were playing good. It was just that their offenses were playing bad. Yeah. Like. Just moving on to college basketball now. Wow, what a season it's been. And um, like we we like John Rossney says, we sleep in May. Nowhere close to the end. But it's been a wild ride so far. With conference play about to start. Well, it's already like uh, it's began. For some, for most conferences, is began. I think I think all of them. Have, most of them, yeah. Yeah, but what I've really seen so far is nobody knows who's gonna win on a day to day basis. It's like anything could happen. Any no night. matter what, like you can't take a break from yeah. college basketball because if you look away for a second, like currently Michigan State's down by twenty to Purdue. At the time so of this recording, yeah. It doesn't. It like nothing makes any sense anymore. Evansville beat Kentucky. Um, Countless upsets. Uh, SFA uh, Stephen F Austin. Duke, I mean, just... Tell me who would have thought that the possible number one seeds right now, if the season ended today, would be Auburn, Baylor, and San Diego State. And Butler. Butler's <laughs> up there, too. It's like, um, currently, I have... I love that it's not the traditional powerhouses. Oh, yes, finally. I... North Carolina's just there. I don't know what they're doing. Honestly, but if you had to pick one team right now for the most talented team in college, what team would you pick? I have mine in mind. Butler. Kansas. Baylor, Kansas. Oh, I don't think that. I said I had to say Baylor. I meant uh, I think, Baylor. Baylor. I think yeah, Baylor's very talented. I think Butler's just great. Like their coach is good. Like they're they know what they're doing. They have a great like flow. Go, going into the season, I wasn't sold on like really anyone. When the rankings came out, I, I'm gonna say it now, and I'll say it at the end. You weren't sold on Ohio State, which actually turned out very good. I wasn't. And right now, I'm gonna say it. My Pirates will be ranked on Monday, and I'm still not gonna say it. The rankings. This year really don't matter. No, they don't. There's there's no... I have, for like my Instagram page, I do a top 25 each week. And when I tell you that there's new... Like, there's about five new teams in there each week. There's literally, like, a new wave of teams each week because no matter what, there's going to be upsets, especially with Big Ten play. Yeah. Big Ten conference play is just, like, crazy. Because yeah. Big Ten road games, it's almost like you're guaranteed to, to lose if you're in a Big Ten road game. It's very rare for... The Big Ten row team actually wins. Same thing with Big East too. Like, I think Big East and the Big Ten are the best conferences. How about I, you? Yeah. I think, I think that the Big East. ACC is having a down year. Oh, definitely. Virginia's not good. North Carolina's not Duke good. Virginia's not, Duke's good, but that's really. That's really it. I mean, Florida State's actually very. Florida State's the most underrated team in college basketball. They're definitely. I think they're a top ten team in my opinion of Florida State. Like, their defense, just their defense has been carrying them to wins. Yeah. 
and then they also have a very good offense. So it's like they're a very good team. But that that's about it, right? Oh, Louisville. Louisville's up there. And we've lost Notre Dame. Close. I think that's that's literally it. Well, how about a three? Could you see a three bid WCC? That's Gonzaga, right? Yeah. Who who's in that? Gonzaga. BYU and St. Mary's would be the three. I think BYU's on the bubble. I definitely think St. Mary's is making it in there. The whole state of Utah is kind of crazy. Cause U- Utah, Utah State. Utah State hasn't, they've actually underperformed. They've lost to some pretty good teams, but they're nowhere where people thought they were going to be. I remember watching Utah State play against LSU, and I was actually really impressed because they were down by like 10 with like yeah. five minutes left. And they, they played Florida too, right? Utah State? Yeah. I think they lost, right? I think yeah. they lost that game. That was around Christmas time. But yeah, I'm actually, just the whole WCC is, because everybody's saying like, oh, Gonzaga's in a weak conference, which... They are. It's very top heavy because at the same time there seems like Portland no, and there, like there, there, San but Diego. But it has improved. It has improved. It definitely has improved. Do you guys, you, t- you see teams like San Francisco and uh, Pacific Hon- improving? Honestly, the most the conference that I've been most impressed with is the A10, with yeah. Dayton and VCU and Richmond. With Richmond, right? Get ready for this. I've brought this up. So Duquesne was ranked for well, no, wasn't ranked, but they were undefeated for a very long time. Richmond has some very good wins. Um. Rhodey's always good. Rhode Island, Fats Russell, my boy. VCU always solid. They lost Rhodey yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Dayton, who's ranked 14th in the country. Um, speaking That's of five Dayton, legitimate. speaking of Dayton, is Obi Toppin your player of the year? Naismith player of the year. For right now, it's either Toppin or Trey Jones. I think Trey, Trey Jones is definitely up there. He's Duke has actually really impressed me this year. What a smart decision for him to stay in college. I respect that a lot. The, a lot of players should have done that. Like what, what's his name, Trevon Duval? Yeah. He should have done that. There's a, there's a lot of players that... Cause Cause he, even even Zion was saying how yeah. he should stay in college, which I would have liked that because that would have meant another year of Duke being on top, which they already are on top. You know how much he would have been. dominated, especially this year? That team would have, like... Oh, they'd be undefeated right now. Th- that that rival, the, the, the 2014 Kentucky team. Ooh, I don't think that because the, this Duke team is so young. That's true. Well, that's, it, that team wasn't that old, though. Carey's very good. Yeah. I think if... I think Carey next year, he's probably going to be the player of the year. Well, do you think do you see him staying another year? Who? Carey, see him staying another year? No. I really not. hope so. Probably not because of the level he's playing at right yeah. now. He's probably his stock is very high right now. Who who's your number one pick, Lamelo, for the draft this year? They say a lot of people are saying Anthony Edwards. James Wiseman's stock went down went down a lot because of his choice to yeah. leave Memphis. I mean, no, I. Jeez, uh, that's hard. Whoever whoever gets Wiseman's gonna have a steal though. I think he's very very talented. Yeah. Here's the thing with Lamelo though. It's Lamelo. It's that he is talented, but just people tend to like, you know, disregard him. He's like, oh, his dad's probably trying to do this, trying to do that. But he's actually a very talented player. If you watch his Australian highlights, he's playing against grown men, and he's he's a very gifted. And the thing that's seven. the thing that's very yeah the thing that's another thing. He's a very big guard. Yeah. And in the NBA big guards are like trending upwards mm-hmm. like Ben Simmons even though he's having a down year he like big guards have been trending to um like upwards like they have LeBron who's who something some games they have him playing guards and playing yeah. the guard spot mm-hmm. Giannis sometimes they have handling the ball like like ball handlers that are like six foot five and above have been like the wave so far yeah. in like the last two years so that could be another important thing um who do you think would like say the Hawks get the number one pick, the Hawks aren't going to pick another point guard. No, I th- I could see them taking a Wiseman type player. Would the Knicks get a point guard? 
Yeah, they would get a point guard. They would have R.J. Barrett. Someone, someone to match with Barrett. I think the Knicks are just honestly looking for the best player available right well, now. Well, no, I think best shooting guard because Barrett's... Yeah, Bar- Barrett's been pretty impressive. I don't think he's been as impressive as I wanted him to be, but he's been he's been very solid. He's John Moran's my rookie of the year right now. Oh, there's no doubt. John, John Moran's been crazy this year. Um, yeah. yeah. He's, like, insanely athletic. That's one thing I like about John Moran. Um, next topic was the- I, my next topic is will Cole Anthony return for UNC or do you just see him taking the rest of the year off and taking the path to the NBA? I think he's gonna take the rest of the year off. I don't think he has anything to come back for. Yeah, he, he's proven that he's a phenomenal type player. But I mean, if you're Roy he's Williams, single handedly praying for me at that. In the Oregon game, yeah. have you, you saw the game against Oregon? That yeah. was so crazy. we should have the Pirate Team Hall should have been in that game, but we choked it. Uh, oh yeah, so you guys would have played UNC that game and then. No, you guys were they, you were you wouldn't have beat Michigan though, Oregon Zaga. Maybe Michigan, because Michigan's been falling off now too. Yeah, but uh, they were at, like that, that's that, just that, that's that's the highest point right there. Oh yeah, I mean I shouldn't even be saying like they're gonna lose or not gonna yeah. lose because you never know you anymore. Never you really know. don't know. That's why college basketball is honestly the best sport. Yeah, I, I that that in the school spirit, it matches no other sport. Yeah, I mean if you just I went to the C and Hall Michigan State game, and that thing was like. Number one, it was packed. Number two, like, the volume in there, especially when Miles Powell hit, like, an and one three, it was, everybody was going crazy. It was, like, I love the atmosphere that it has, that college basketball has. Um, The thing with, like, NBA, like, NBA basketball, the regular season is just so boring. Like, I feel like nobody really cares. Um, The NFL, I feel like the only sports that people care in the regular season are kind of the NFL. Because there's only 16 games. Yeah, a tiny depending on like depending on the matchup in baseball. Depending, yeah, depending on the matchup. So if it's if it's a rivalry, then yeah. they're like they're coming after each other's necks. But I feel like in NBA they really don't care that much. But that's why in college basketball, everybody takes every game so seriously because they're trying to prove their worth. Mm-hmm. And I I love that. I like especially like in the NBA. I love players that no matter what game they're playing, they're trying their best. Because like that's the type of player I like. Like Patrick Beverly. I know a lot of people do not like Patrick Beverly, but yeah. I like him a lot. I yeah. think I, I honestly see just the energy he plays with. Just yeah. I, I love watching him play, especially in the regular season games too. All right, speaking of the NBA, yeah, what are your thoughts about the NBA so far? A lot of what we expected, and also some of the stuff we we probably didn't expect. Um, the fact that the Nuggets aren't as bad as we thought they were. The fact that the Heat are the second seed in the in the East right now is very surprising to me. I. I, I had them as an underrated team coming in. I had them as like the sixth seed in the East, mm-hmm. but definitely not the two seed. I'm, they're rookies. Mm-hmm. I think the the Heat have one of the best front offices in basketball. Mm-hmm. Like the way that they're able to develop rookies mm-hmm. and like, because there was an interview with Eric Spolstra, and they asked him like, why? What was the point of like signing Jimmy Butler to like the max deal? Because like, him his stats aren't good, but like mm-hmm. his impact on the court is really good. So he said. Eric Spolstra was like, we more signed him for like to mentor the wrong, the young rookies, mm-hmm. and as like a defensive anchor, and that's actually worked out amazing because Bam Adebayo has been like a most improved player candidate. Jimmy Butler, maybe Alter. I, I do agree with that. I think actually, well, who who takes the spot, Sabonis or Adebayo, or Dinwiddie? As a Nets fan, I'm I'm think you're gonna say Dinwiddie. I Dinwiddie takes a lot of shots, and his impact hasn't been great as the Nets are at a losing record. I think I'm going to go with um, Sabonis because the Pacers have found a way to win without Oladipo. With without Oladipo. Brogdon's actually been very, very good this mm-hmm. season too. Michael Brogdon. Jeremy, I think 
the way that the another very good front office is the um, Pacers, because, and I don't like crediting like the big market teams because like the Clippers and the Lakers, because you know that there's gonna be free agents going to them because it's like where it's located, huh? Unless you're the Knicks. We don't talk about that, but like I like giving credit to like small market teams that are still good, like the Spurs who were great for all those years. Well, they're not really a small a small market team. They're just like a very smart franchise. Like well, they that, make, that is a small market compared to some of the other. Yeah, I, I can see. I can see what you're saying there. Like I credit the Mavericks a lot because they're not really a small market team, but they've Mid-market. really they've really built their foundation from like draft picks and. How about Luca? He's Luca's ridiculous. Yeah. Speaking of Luca, is he your most improved player? MVP too. No, um, well, it all depends how the rest of the season shapes out. Well, there's, like, there's Devontae Graham, who's been very well, good. Well, if he gets the MVP, he won't get most improved, too. I don't think Luke is getting MVP. He might. I think Giannis is definitely getting MVP. It could be a Heat player, depending on how the rest of it. Who? I'm not sure yet. Depend- it all depends. I think the most important parts about I think there's, like, three important parts to MVP. I think it's, like, number one is... Like, your team record. Number two is, like, your impact on your team. Like, the stats you're putting up. And then number three, I feel like, like the best moments from the season. Yeah. So, like, if you think about, like, the best moments from the season. And, like, what is their MVP moment? Like, mm-hmm. if you think of, like, last season. Giannis. Giannis had, like, multiple, like, moments where you're like, that's the MVP. Yeah. And then the year before that where Harden was, he's still dropping, like, 60. But there was, like, a couple games, like, two seasons ago where Harden just went crazy, and you're like, this is our MVP. Yeah. And Luka has like, had a couple of those games. Giannis has had a couple of those games. Harden has I think, had a honestly, of if you're going to ask me, I think it's too soon to tell. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think it's just it's going to be based on, at the end of the season, which team looks the best and what's the best player on that team. Yeah. And I think currently it's the Bucks. Yeah. Um, moving on, we have a championship in the sport of college football. Tigers versus Tigers. We got Clemson. And Louisiana State University. Who you got? Why? Uh, LSU, Joe Burrow. All I have to say. I'm honestly torn because Joe Burrow hasn't been there before Trevor Lawrence has. Well, Clemson's really talented. Uh, I, I really don't know. I feel like LSU just has so much, like, passion. Like, and, like and they're they, playing this sort of as a home game too, because yeah, I feel like they, in New Orleans. They want this so bad for like number one for their city yeah. because uh, uh, New Orleans, the Saints just yeah. for the playoffs. I'm gonna keep bringing that up for my boy Evan because the Saints man, but I feel like they want this for their city. And I feel like they want this for their whole like college in general. Because when was the last time they won one? I don't think I don't think they won one this decade. No. And obviously the Tiger Clemson has gotten yeah. so many in the past couple of years. So I feel like LSU is just gonna want this so much. Like, have you have you seen the clip of them? They won. They won like a, the Belk Bowl or something. Yeah. They won like a, a rivalry game, and they left the trophy there because yeah. they're like the only trophy I want is the college football playoff trophy, and that's the mindset that I like. I like seeing that in like a team. Yeah. At I, the same time, I don't want them to be too cocky though. Yeah, I have a lot of respect for Joe Burrow. I think Derek Singletary on the defense is gonna be very very special. So I think I'm, I'm going to take the Tigers of Louisiana State. I I think the same thing. And, and they're also fighting for uh, Death Valley because they're both of their stadiums are named Death Valley. Yeah. So. A lot, a lot at, at stake. But yeah, this was this was a good episode. Wrap up basically everything. Baseball. Anything? We got baseball signing. Uh, Rendon to the Angels. I think they 
oh, I don't know about the Angels. They didn't sign anybody for pitching. They just yeah. they just completely disregarded the pitching aspect of it. How about our Mets? Well, me and John are both Mets fans. What do you think about us? What would you rank us in terms of NL East? Two or three. I still got the well. Depends if Rendon goes to a club in the NL East that that might change things. What do you mean Rendon? Rendon. I'm mean, not Rendon. Uh, Josh Donaldson. Josh Donaldson. Oh, I um, think I think Donaldson will go into the American League. Yeah, because he's he's been hurt and he could they could use him as a DH as well. I mean, he did very good at third baseman last last he, season for the Brewers. Oh no! Don't get me wrong. He's a, he's an outstanding, but he's getting there in age. So. That's true. I think um. The Braves, the Braves are definitely first in my opinion. And I think us than the Nationals. I, yeah, I, I don't think the I think the the big part of the Nationals was Rendon. Yeah. And the fact that they lost that was a big hit. And you know most teams after they win the World Series they have like a slump. That's yeah. just like the World Series slump. Like the Mets had it. Yeah. Um, the Red Sox had it. So. The only team that really didn't have it was the Astros, but they're cheating. But that's a different <laughs> story. Um. So I think that we're third. I think that oh, the Phillies. I I feel like us and the Phillies are so close. It's gonna be. It's, it's, it's gonna be crazy. I feel like the NL East is the most stacked division. Oh, and don't don't forget the Marlins, the best team in baseball. <laughs> I'm not joking. But yeah. All right, this was a good episode. That's yeah. we're gonna wrap it up for today. That'll do it for the Sports Time Show. Signing off, Sean Casey and Gabriel Castillo. We'll see you. Who knows? The next time the episode happens. All right, bye guys. You.